What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nameless Servants for Christ. I'm your fellow Nick, a.k.a. The Brown Boy, a.k.a. Bearded Boy, Jonathan Diaz. (laughs) Um, Welcome, everybody. This is going to be a solo episode, just myself, uh, our other fellow Nick, the original Canelo, the original Ginger Beard Boy. He is busy, 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 busy. He's always been, he's always busy, man. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Uh, all jokes. Um, yeah, just uh, it's been uh, it's been a minute. It's been a while since we've had an episode. Um, you know, life. We've gotten busy. Uh, I was on vacation. Uh, my fellow Nick has. I think he's been traveling a lot with work. So we haven't been able to get together to record. I was supposed to record an episode earlier this week, but I, I got busy again. Work, um, my my kids, my wife, so, you know, just a bunch of stuff happens. But you know, I thought it I thought it would be important for for me to come on in here and uh, and you know try to spread the word of God just a little bit. Um, not for my glory, not for my fellow Nick's glory, but for God's glory, because uh, he's the one that deserves it all. He's the one that des- deserves the glory, the honor. Um, everything we do, we do because of him. It's because he allows us to do it. Everything we do is because he is the one that gives us the the wisdom, the courage, the strength to proclaim his name right at all times. And us as Christians is what we should do, right? A lot of the times we don't. We sometimes we we give ourselves the glory. Sometimes we give ourselves the honor, when we shouldn't do that. That's not what God wants us. Not he. That's not what he wants from us. What he wants from us is for always to look up to him, not to look up to ourselves. And basically, I wanted to come on here and just just talk a little bit about you know the importance of understanding. God, God's love for us, understanding his sacrifice for us, understanding what he did for us. Going back to Philippians chapter two, where it says that God humbled himself and became man, became flesh. And he in that flesh was with us, that flesh walked among us and paid the ultimate sacrifice for us to live a a free life. Right. And. I've just been thinking about and analyzing a lot of things lately and just understanding really or trying to understand that sacrifice that that Christ did for us, right? And, you know, speaking on my own, on my, on my testimony, right? I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up with two Christian parents. I grew up with... Uh, when I was a child, my dad was on that in that process of uh, studying and um, becoming a pastor, like officially. And when I was in my teens, my dad took on that role of being a pastor. Now, I, I, I'm I'm saying that because I was I was surrounded by that. I was surrounded by Christian uh, Christian life. I was surrounded by an example of how to live a Christian life in my parents now i i'm saying this because me growing up i was afraid to commit 
just like how you see like in in how they portray in movies and shows and whatever how there's men who are afraid to commit to women or women afraid to, afraid to commit to men i was afraid to commit to to jesus to god i was afraid i don't know why i was afraid but i was afraid there was that fear in me and i always used uh the excuse of oh i don't want to commit uh, i don't want to commit to god and then and then sin commit commit a sin right but at, at the end of the day really all i was doing was just making an excuse to not commit and so my my excuse is what led me to to live a life of sin right because there was that fear in me that didn't want to fully commit but at the same time now looking back on that i'm wondering why didn't i do it sooner right i gave i gave my life to christ fully 100% when i was 21 i'm 33 now so i waited 21 years of my life to commit why when looking back on it now it's like i ask myself why didn't i do it earlier why why did i wait so long to give my life to christ to commit to preach the word of God, to 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 send that message to all who wants to live or hear it. Because now it feels like my life is 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 submerged in that. That's all I think I think about that almost ninety percent of the day, right? Obviously there's other thoughts that come into people's minds, right? And maybe I'm maybe ninety percent is is me lying to myself as well, right? Maybe it's less than that. But the important thing is that I, I, during my day, I do think about God and I think about His love and His grace and His compassion towards us as His sons and daughters and those who don't believe in Him. How He still has love, He still has compassion, He still has grace for all these people, even though a lot of the world has denied Him, is denying Him, and denies His divinity and denies that even the fact that there is a God, right? So my my question, my my general statement, I guess you can say, is why why wait so long? Why wait to commit? Because you know there's still, there's a lot. Maybe there's a a few of you that are listening right now, and you haven't fully committed. You haven't decided that you want to give your life to Christ, or you do haven't decided that you want to submerge yourself in that love that Christ gives us, right? And if you're if you're in that, my question to you is why 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 what's stopping you from doing that what's stopping you from committing to christ because if you're listening to this and you're you're asking yourself that i can tell you right now jesus is waiting for you he's having so much patience with you because you don't want to do commit to him quite yet right and you know uh you we, we hear a lot of messages you know in through online and through church services and other people and you hear come to christ and all your problems will go away right and that's the biggest lie it's a lie because we don't we don't stop suffering when we come to christ we still have pain we still have sorrows we still cry we still question a lot of things but knowing that jesus is there with us knowing that we have that backup 
is 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 what gives us strength to push through to understand that it is God it is Jesus who's working through us who will help build a uh, a path for us to continue to move forward to know that it doesn't matter how much we suffer in this life that our our reward outside of life past our life here on earth is greater than anything we can have here on earth now the question comes back to the same thing why are, why are you afraid to commit just like me why was i afraid to commit right now looking back i'm like I'm a, i was a fool for not wanting to commit for not wanting to understand that love that jesus has for me for you it's greater than anything that we've ever experienced there's been many times in my life where even after i gave my life to christ i was like do i want to continue do i want to continue to push forward do i want to continue to believe in god do i want to continue to serve him in church outside of church do i want to continue to do this and i've asked myself that question many many times and i'm sure a lot of you have asked yourselves that questions many many times because sometimes we feel like god isn't answering our prayers we feel like god isn't isn't there for us when we most need him right but i tell you one thing just because and you hear this a lot but it's the truth and take this in when I tell you this. Just because God is quiet does not mean he's not listening. Just because God has not responded to your prayer does not mean he's not going to respond your, to your prayer. Just because he's quiet does not mean he's not working. It's because if he hasn't responded to your prayer yet, it's because it's not the time. We all need to learn to wait on God to wait on his response, to wait on him to do something for you in regards to your special prayer that you have for yourself or you have to him that you've asked for him to him in your secret place, right? Because there's a lot of us that are asking God for something specifically that only you and God have. No. Now it's on us, right? Because God, God doesn't answer our prayers like, like fast food or microwave food like you just put it in in a minute it's done that's not how a lot of a lot of the times prayers work yeah there there have been instances where it happens right away right but a lot of the times you have to wait right one thing we always need to be careful of is asking for patience right because when you ask for patience is when the hard times are going to come. That's how you mold your patience. That's how you get patience. Is by going through it. By waiting. And I made the mistake. That mistake. Many many years ago. By asking God for patience. And what happened. I had to wait several years for my response. Now. Again. Goes back to the same question. Brothers, sisters. Friends. Family members. Why do we not want to commit? What is stopping you from committing? Who knows you better than God Almighty? Who knows your thoughts better than God Almighty? Who understands you better than God Almighty? None of us has suffered the way Jesus suffered. Nor will we ever suffer that much. Can you imagine being whipped 40 times? Being put a crown of thorns over your head? getting nails through your hands and feet, hanging on a cross for hours and hours and hours to eventually die there. None of us can go through that. 
That's that's a pain. That's physical pain. That could be a mental pain. That could be all the kind of the pains that you can imagine. That's what Jesus went through. So you and I can have eternal life. So you and I can have peace. So you and I can have can reflect on that. We didn't pay that sacrifice. He did. Now can you imagine the that the problems that you and I are going through compared to that? Can you imagine you know that that famous saying first world problems that we're having if we are living in North America if you're if you're living in Europe I guess you could say can you imagine our problems compared to Jesus can you imagine our problems compared to someone who lives in in Central America or in Africa who has nothing to eat has no water to drink and yet here we have so much stuff in abundance water running water 24/7 being able to just go to the store and buy food. Yeah, and now we're seeing, Canada's seeing, especially this nation, is starting to see the effects or starting to see the famine come to this country where now what cost you $5 a couple years ago is now costing you $25, $30. You can see the inflation now, how it's going up. And this is all a co- this is all an effect of Canada turning its back on God. America turning its back on God. These were once Christian nations now lo- no longer want to accept God's law towards man. Now, why are we turning our backs on God? Why are we turning our backs on the one who gave us life? It says that in the Bible that that even in the in the womb of our mothers god knew us jesus knew us now what are we doing to better our relationship with god with jesus why have we gone astray from his love and you can see how great god's love and compassion is for us in that parable where where jesus talks about the son that leaves his father he had all he had the riches he had money he had he had uh, all these things and he told his father to give him half of his inheritance to so he can go and live his life and his father didn't say no don't do it his father didn't say son why he wasn't questioning him he said okay go do your thing and he went and he spent all his monies and parties and everything. And he ended up in with the pigs, eating what the pigs were eating. And he remembered in my father's house, I had all these things. I had servants. I had food. I had wine. I had water. I had everything I could ever want. And I didn't take advantage of that love that my father had for me. That's where he felt this deep desire or this like guilt in his life and he was like what have i done and just like that just like how that son left the father many of us have left our father our eternal father to go do our own thing and he hasn't stopped us because he needs to let us 
do our own thing. Sometimes the the bird needs to fly away from the nest to understand that love, that compassion, that the bo- that the mother bird or the father bird or even our father eternal has for us. And he went back. And he said to himself, even if I'm just a servant for my father, I know he'll take me back and he'll 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 give me a place to rest my head. I will no longer be eating with the pigs, but at least I can be a servant for him. And I know at least that way he can take me back. And it says that son started walking home and his father was sitting outside and he saw him from afar. And he ran to his son and he embraced him. And he said, you were lost, but now you are found. And instead of taking his son back like a servant, he gave him jewelry. He gave him new clothes. He gave he washed him up. And and my son was lost, but now he's found. And now he's back home. And like that, many of us are lost. Many of us don't understand that love our father has for us. Don't even take advantage of the fact that he he is he has poured his blessings upon us you know let's not conflu- let's not confuse blessings with provisions right a provision is having an, a household having a house a provision is having a car a provision is having uh, a job a provision is having you know money in the bank those are all things that are provisions a blessing is having a healthy body a blessing is having peace a blessing is having an abundant life spiritually those are what uh, that's what a blessing is now the question is why have we turned away from that why are we taking advantage of the fact that we have an all-powerful God, an all-powerful Father who can help us through our our hard times. Jesus never lied to us. He said, you will have pain, you will have suffering. He didn't lie. But he promised to be with us through thick and thin. He promised to be with us till the end. So even though you feel alone even though you feel like there's no one there in your hard times let me tell you one thing god is with you jesus is with you right now if you're going through the storm right now jesus is there with you but just like he, how he was with the disciples when they when they were going in the storm and and it says that the master was sleeping and when he woke up, they woke him up and they said, Master, we are going to drown because there's this huge storm. And he got up and he said, peace. He said, peace. And the storm stopped. You can see the power that Jesus had. There's that famous song in the Christian community, the, the Spanish Christian community. Puedes tener paz en la tormenta. You can have peace in the storm. Brothers, if that is, brothers and sisters, that is the most that's the hardest thing you can do in your life, in that Christian life, to have peace when you're going through hell. I encourage you 
to try to seek Jesus' face. Because just like Jesus, I'm not going to lie to you. There will be times where you question it. There will be times where you feel like you can't go further. But let me tell you, you can. You can continue on that path to serve God through through the good times, through the bad times. And in the, to- the good times, don't forget about Him. Don't just remember to pray when everything is going bad. Don't just remember to get on your knees and pray to Him or fast or do whatever you're doing. Don't do it only in the bad times. Do it in the good times. Because that's where you're tested most. Because if everything is going well in your life, then you must not be doing something productive in the body of Christ. The devil won't attack the weak. The devil will attack the ones that he knows that are strong in faith. But that's where he tests your faith. That's where you need to build your your house on the rock and not on the sand. Because you're, if you build your house on the sand with every wave that comes, your house will be destroyed. But if you build your house on the rock and every wave will come, no, it will not destroy your house because it will be a solid foundation. And that foundation for us is Jesus Christ. Knowing that he's stronger than anything that can come. Knowing that he's stronger even than the devil. The devil can't do anything to you unless God permits it. And you see that example in Job. When when God asks the devil, where do you come from? I come from roaming the earth. Have you touched my servant Job? No, I haven't. Because you've given him all these things. You've blessed him. You give him provisions. And he said, do what you will with his life, but do not touch his soul. If we're going through the the storm right now, it's because God is allowing us to go through the storm. Stay strong, friends. Stay strong, brothers and sisters. All those of you who are listening right now, stay strong. And if you are going through the storm right now, if you haven't decided, if you want to give your life to Christ, it's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your entire life. You'll see a radical change in your life. You'll no longer talk about yourself, but you'll talk about your creator. You'll talk about the one who's giving you everything. You'll talk about the creator, the, the, the one and true God, Jesus Christ, that has taken you outside, that has lifted you up when you were down. You know, many times us as Christians, we fail our brothers and sisters because instead of lifting each other up, we tear each other down. If we see ourselves drowning, instead of reaching out and help us up from the water, we stomp on their heads and they drown. It's sad to hear that many times when you see someone, they're like, oh, why would I go to church to be surrounded by all those hypocrites, all those people that are talking bad, blah, 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 right? That's the saddest thing you can hear. Why? Because the church is, is, is there to be a hospital for those who are sick spiritually, mentally, physically. The church is there to help each other. The church is there to re- lift each other up. Not our egos, 
but ourselves up so we can give the honor and the glory to Jesus Christ. I know it's hard, brothers and sisters. I know it is. I know it's hard to try to commit. I know it's try. You don't want to be that annoying Christian friend who's preaching to to everybody else. You don't want to be that annoying Christian friend who's preaching to their family members. You don't want to be that annoying Christian friend that's that's preaching to all those. You let me tell you one thing. You don't need to force it down people's throats. You really don't. But your testimony speaks louder than your words. Be that difference in the world. Be that difference in in this in in this world where everything is the same. You see the trends, right? Everybody starts dressing the same. Everybody starts talking the same. Everybody starts acting the same. Be the difference among everybody else. Change for the better. Be that light in the darkness. I know it's hard, brothers. I know it's hard, sisters. But we can do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, you can do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, you can commit to him and you can be a new person. I'm going to tell you this as a testimony. Uh, a brother who, who used to congregate with us uh, and stopped congregating went to go visit us last week. And I felt like I felt this love, this compassion when I saw him. And I I was talking to him after church, after service was done. Everybody had left. Uh, but my wife and I stayed, stayed back uh, talking to them, him and his wife. And I was talking to him and, and he looked at me and he's like, the, that Jonathan that I knew way back then is not the same Jonathan now. You don't speak the way you used to speak. You don't talk the way you, you talked before. Now you're no longer exalting yourself or putting yourself. You're talking about Jesus, which is the most important thing. And now I encourage you, brothers and sisters, put away talking about yourself put away talking about sports and everything it's okay to do it once in a while but it's the most important thing for us for as christians as sons and daughters of that living god is to bring light to his name not to ours we can't continue living life love our lives like that if we want to be the change, if we want the world to change, you have to change yourself first. And I promise you that all those things that are stopping you from serving God, one all one day they'll go away. It, it might not be from the, from one day to the next. It it might be a process for you to, that you have to go through, right? Just like everybody else. But eventually you'll notice, hey, I don't swear anymore. Hey, I don't want to drink uh, alcohol anymore. Hey, I don't want to smoke anymore. It happened. But we have to turn away from our lives of sin. Anything that's not biblical, anything that's not that's not helping you grow spiritually is not good for you. Whether that be partying, whether that be drinking, whether that be smoking, whether that be uh, swearing, whether that be being an abusive person, all those things are stopping you from serving God. If you pray on it, if you ask God to take this away from you, he will do it. Because he doesn't want you to be the same person you were yesterday. He wants you to be a brand new person for him. 
And I promise you, brothers and sisters, if you give your life to Jesus Christ, you will have a new life. All that pain, all that anxiety, all that depression, all that stuff that's stopping you, or you feel like it's stopping you from serving God, all that one day will go away in Jesus' name. All you have to do is pray. All you have to do is ask God to take that away from you. Whatever it is. Addiction to porn. Addiction to to masturbation. To sex. Whatever the case may be. Whatever you feel like is stopping you from being that, that son or daughter of Christ. Jesus can take it away from you. Let's not confuse grace for you can do whatever you want as long as you love Jesus. No, that's not what it is. There's a story in the Bible of the young man who comes up to Christ and he says, Jesus, what Master, what should I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Love your your love God with all your heart and with all your soul. I, I have already done that. Okay? Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And it says that this young man walked away sad. Why did he walk away sad? It's not because Jesus was actually going to expect him to sell all his, his belongings and follow him. It's because Jesus knew where his love was. He loved money. He loved possessions way too much. He loved it more than he loved God. If you can't go away from your your the bad stuff that's holding you back, if you can't go away from alcohol, if you can't go away from marijuana, from sex, from masturbation, from whatever the case may be, it's because you love those things more than you love God. Because I'm telling you right now, if you can get if you can get away from all those things that are stopping you from serving God, if you can get away from it, it's because you've truly learned to love God above all things. Stay strong, friends. Stay strong, brothers and sisters. You want to see that change in your life? Give your life to Jesus Christ, and he will make that change in you. You will not longer be the same person that you were yesterday. I am no longer that person that I was yesterday. And that's not to say that there's not things that in me that can't change. There's so many things in me that still have to change. But I know in Jesus Christ, it can change. I know if I keep praying on it, I know if I keep asking him to help me through it, he will help me through it and he will show me the way and he will show me how to change. I'm going to end this podcast, brothers and sisters, with with a question to yourselves. Again, I ask you, what's stopping you from serving Jesus Christ? What's stopping you from giving your life to Him? Give your life to Jesus Christ and you will see a radical change in your life. You will see God 
work in your life in ways that you couldn't even you can't even imagine right now when you speak you won't even you won't even comprehend how much your speech has changed because you're no longer talking about yourself or you're no longer talking about things that don't matter you're talking about that one true living god and you're giving him praise and you're giving him all the honor and all the glory and you'll see god work in your life and you'll see god change who you were you're no longer that person Brothers and sisters, I hope I hope this podcast finds you well. And if it's not, I pray that God do something in your life. I pray that Jesus change who you were. I pray that Jesus takes you out of outside of your problems. He takes you to a new place of peace. He takes you to understanding of that we are nothing without God, that we are nothing without Jesus, that our lives are filled with love and compassion and mercy because Jesus has made us into new beings. Jesus has changed who we were, that we aren't the same that we were yesterday, that we are new beings for Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, may the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May the Lord Jesus Christ protect you. Jesus sees your pain. Jesus sees your sorrow. And he tells you, I'm here for you. I will carry you through your pain and suffering and your tribulations. And he tells you that he will be with you till the end. God bless every single one of you. Let us continue to move forward, exalting the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, brothers and sisters. 